0: So, you're tired of religious and fruitless worship. You've been taught law with grace. You're more confused now than you were when you joined church. There is hope, come visit us at Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Church and hear the teaching of the grace of God, which sets you free. We are so glad that you have tuned in to today's encouraging words. Sit back, relax and hopefully you will hear something that will inspire you on today. Let's get ready for today's encouraging words, Brought to you by Walk in Truth Radio Network. Let's listen.
1: Welcome to Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Church. Um, We'll now begin our church service with scripture and prayer. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The Lord, the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him have no lack. I read to you Psalms 34, verses 1 through 9. May God add a blessing to the readers, hearers, and doers of his holy word. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we come before you this morning just to say thank you, Lord. Thank you for another day, Lord. Thank you for waking us up this morning and starting us on our way, God. Thank you for waking us up with our minds stayed on you, God. Thank you for waking us up with healthy bodies and healthy minds, God. Lord, we thank you for your mercy, your goodness, and your grace, God. Your tender mercies, your loving kindnesses, and your abundant grace, Lord that we say thank you lord and lord we just want to say thank you for your faithfulness god thy compassions go not but they are new every morning great is thy faithfulness god and lord we just want to say thank you lord on this first sunday of a brand new year lord thank you for being so faithful god Lord thank you for being there for us thank you for loving us and thank you for keeping us god lord during this year lord help us to look to you lord for everything that we need lord help us to know that your grace is sufficient god Lord, this year, help us to walk by faith and not by sight, Lord, because we know that things look kind of grim, Lord, but we know that you are in control, Lord. You are sovereign, Lord, and we trust your sovereignty, Lord. We pray that you will bless each and every member of Walking Truth Christian Fellowship Church, Lord, that you will bless them, bless their families, God, that you will lift them up, Lord, that you will give them spiritual wisdom and understanding, God. And, Lord, we just want to say we love you, God. We lift your name high, God, and we just bless your name, Lord, and we love you today. In Jesus' name I pray.
2: Amen, praise the Lord Thank you for scripture and prayer We're just going to go ahead and get started in the word of God Let's turn to our Bibles In Judges Chapter 17 At verse 6 And it's also repeated in Judges chapter 21 and verse 25. And it says, in those days, there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in their own eyes. In those days, there was no king in Israel. And everyone did what was right in his own eyes. We have been studying in the book of Judges, and we're at the completion of Judges. And during the journey through Judges, we have learned that Israel was on a crash course of total apostasy away from God. Gone are the days of Moses. Gone are the days of Joshua. And for 300 years, they got worse and worse because there was no king in Israel. And everyone's doing what is right in their own eyes. In today's time, with all that's going on, what are we to glean from that? We're to glean that we live in a time where everyone is doing what is right in their own eyes. There's many different denominations doing what is right in their own eyes. There's many different ways of preaching doing what is right in their own eyes. But God has given us a straight way, a right way. And as we deal with the pestilence of this time and the and the virus of this time that's causing so much hurt and pain throughout the world, God is delivering us to the point whereas He wants us to see that we need to stop doing what is right in our own eyes. This is the time that we live in. We live in a turmoil time, we live in a tumultuous time, and this is a time where we need to be preaching the message of hope. Not giving these false words of affirmations that so many people do that speak only to the flesh, but speak words of truth, not only to the people who are suffering, but to power also. That God is thoroughly in control, and he has, our best interest at heart. What we're supposed to learn from the, the Israelite plight doing judges is that even though people will continue to do what's right in their own eyes, God has a remedy for that. It's called chastisement. He loved the nation of Israel. And no matter what happened in judges, he allowed them to be chastised. God says he chastises those he loves like a father. And therefore, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And for that, the world is being chastised. This is not the end, but this is just the beginning of many beginnings of the world and God's correction to the world for the world to cry out to God. No more of that candy cane preaching that tells you about your flesh. No more of that words of affirmation that only tickles your ears. And you would think with the much rebuke that God has done over this year with the false prophets being exposed, you would think they would have stopped by now, but they doubled down because the people want to hear something positive. The people want to hear something that about returning and restoring and God is able to do that. But think about this. Haven't you noticed the thing throughout the Bible that God character is, doesn't change, but God's means and methods and and the way he gets the word out to the people does. 20 years ago we didn't know nothing about the internet per se and getting the word out but now the word is going around the world because God is creating a circumstance that you won't be able to say I didn't know the the word of God is going out around the world right now but also falsehood is going out around the world there are many wolves amongst the sheep telling you what you want to hear telling you that God's going to restore what the locusts have eaten taking that scripture out of context, not understanding that he really meant locusts and he really meant their food. You're trying to spiritualize everything to speak positive to the people, but there's nothing wrong with positivity as long as you give them the truth. Nobody knows the hour to which God is going to return, to Jesus is going to return, and nobody knows the hour where this pestilence that has come upon the world is going to end. God wants you to turn to him, and to him only. He doesn't want you to be tossed to and fro by every little ditty word that comes out that rhymes and wraps you to to a state of stupor and stumber. Jesus is the cornerstone. He is the solid rock. Again, there was no king in Israel and everyone did what was right in their own eyes. And now the wolves are out and the wolves are telling you when it's going to end, how it's going to end, and that you should keep your chin up and smile because everything is okay. But how can you say that? What kind of person will tell you in the midst of all this suffering, of the abused and the battered and the left behind, those who are hungry, those who are losing loved ones, that it's going to be okay? that God is going to restore. How can you say that to a mother whose son is in the hospital that didn't see 2021? What do you tell them? Where is Jesus in that? i tell you where he is. He's in this. Jesus Christ died to save your soul. And it makes no difference if, if you die this way or that way, you need to be saved. And that's what we need to be preaching at this time. We need to be preaching salvation. But just like then, just like now, everyone is doing what is right in their own eyes. But nobody's doing what is right in God's eyes. We're the church. We're supposed to be the light of the world. We're supposed to be the salt of the earth. But we would rather tickle their ears and make them feel good and feed them things that are sugary, that give them spiritual diabetes that doesn't strengthen them. How can you be strengthened when you're not given a solid meat of the word? How can you feed on the word of God when you're giving things that only appeal to your desires in your flesh? You want to go back to normal. What is normal for God? What is normal for you? Since the day you took your first breath, you've been heading towards death. Do you look like you looked when you were 20? No, you don't. You're changing every day. Every breath you take, you're changing. But you're still doing what is right in your own eye. God says he's been so good to you And his goodness should lead you to repentance He didn't tell you to keep a stiff upper lip He told you to pray without ceasing He told you the prayers of the righteous avail much He told you to watch as well as pray Does that sound like keep a stiff upper lip That everything's going to be okay No what God says is in spite of what you go through Pray And pray often Read always. Let's see what Jeremiah says. Go to Jeremiah 29. Jeremiah 29. And listen to this 29 and 10. People want to go back to normal. Israel had, had completed their apostasy, and this is down the line when the kingdom was separated and they were doing the same thing then that they were doing during the time of the judges. Everyone was doing what was right in his own eyes and God sent a prophet a man of God to tell them what was going to happen to them and this is what he said he said in ten, for thus says the Lord when 70 years have come have been completed for Babylon I will visit you and I will fulfill to you my promise. What is God saying to them? He said no matter what nobody tells you, I have a plan. Mm-hmm. People always read the next verse. Mm-hmm. First. But they don't read the verse that says God has a plan and it's different from the normality that you, which you go through. It's different from what you experience. It is not a normal. It is different. It is challenging. It is subjective. It's going to be bondage. They were bondage to Babylon and we have a bondage to this virus. But God tells them, don't be worried. But they do. That's a natural reaction, saints, is that God tells you one thing and you want to go the opposite direction because nobody wants to hear that you got to go through something. But for those of us who really know Christ Jesus, the suffering is the way. Yeah. The suffering builds the character. First Peter talks about this, to which we're going to go into next week. The suffering builds the character. The suffering builds the, 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 the strength, the stamina. The suffering brings about a relationship with God that you can have with him no other way. But you look for somebody to lie to you. you look for someone to tell you a lie. You're looking for a liar. And my liar acronym is this. Pay attention. Write this down. Tell your friends. Liars are the lost, influential, the affluential, rebellious people. The lost, L. The influential, I. The affluential of opulence and rebellious. Because they'd rather lie to you than tell you the truth. They don't want to read 29 and 10. Again, they go straight to 29 and 11. But before they go to 29 and 11, They want to hear from someone That's going to tell them what they want to hear Let's go backwards Jeremiah had a problem Because Jeremiah was dealing with rebellious people The world is full of rebellion right now Because of the curse of Adam The ground is cursed, the animals cursed And there's an Adamic curse upon you You were separated from God. You were alienated from God. And Jesus Christ provided the way back to God. That's what we need to be preaching. Reconciliation, restoration of our relationship with God and not a stuff. I was talking to my son. And he was telling me about a lady that he knows. That was on her job for almost 30 years. She's still a young woman. Figured that she would retire when she gets 60 or 50. She's in her 40s. She holds an executive position and in a five minute conversation due to the virus and its downsizing she lost her good job. She went from hero to zero in a five minute conversation after spending 30 years on the job. Because let me tell you saints, what's happening. They're going to use this to downsize. And unless you actually do some work and, he, and she's doing the work she's supposed to do, but they're gonna evaluate what you do, and and they may come to you and tell you because of the virus, we're gonna send you home, and then once you get home, they gonna the letter gonna come, the email gonna come. We no longer need your services. Go ahead and apply for unemployment. But how can you su- survive all six, seven hundred dollars a week when your house note is four thousand dollars, two thousand dollars, fourteen hundred dollars? You still got to have faith, don't you? You still got to pull it up together. What happened to pull up by your bootstraps and, and keep your tray table lifted up and fly the airlines of, of positive thinking? What happens to that when it comes to your house, the virus comes to your house, and knocks on your door It takes your loved one's breath away? But Jerusalem had the same problem that Israelites did. God said, we just read, you're going to go into captivity. But let's look at Jeremiah 23 and 16 because the wolves are out. And I want to warn you, quit listening to these soothsayers. If they're not preaching the gospel that saves your soul, what is it to even have your next breath that your soul is not saved? Some of you are concentrating on stuff that don't make any sense right now. God is trying to get you to turn to him. God is trying to get you to repent. But you don't want to repent. You want to go back to new normal. You want to go back to the opulence. You want to go back to being influential. You want to go back to being lost and you want to be rebellious. You want to be a liar And in Jeremiah's time There were some liars God doesn't have to Restore He don't owe you that You can't check your your Relationship with God off by coming to church Giving an offering and all that stuff We do in church When's the last time you fell in your face And prayed out and cried out to God Oh, you haven't done it lately, but you're going to give me some words of affirmation and you haven't done nothing that God has told you to do. You haven't dealt with the least of these. He said, as you do to the least of these, you do unto me. When is the last time you dealt with a poor, hungry, prostitute? Somebody who's lost it all. As much as I want to tell you that God is going to heal you, I can't tell you that to be honest with you. What I will tell you is that God wants to save your soul. I know that for a fact. I know he died for sinners, that's for a fact but I can't tell you God is going to heal you from your sickness what is it for God to heal your sickness and you still decide not to come to him God can't be domesticated by our thoughts you can't domesticate God and put him in your box of your will and your way, he said my ways are not your ways my thoughts are not your thoughts and you need to start living like that and understanding that you pray to God, you don't run God you can't come to God and say, I'm going to give you a few treats and you're going to jump into the box like I do with preaching." Go to your crate. No, God, <laughs> he's the creator. You his subject. You his creation. Quit trying to think you're going to control God with your words of friendly, confident affirmation. You're going to go to hell because you know why? Because that's not the gospel. The Bible says it's the gospel, which is the power unto salvation. So while you preaching something else, you're not preaching power. You're lying to the people. And there was liars back in Jeremiah day. Go to Jeremiah uh, 23 and 16. This is what it says. Now check this out. He told them that they were going to go into captivity. He told them that in the beginning of Jeremiah. But this is what happened. 23 and 16. Thus saith the Lord of hosts. Do not listen. Do not listen to the word of the prophets. The false prophets who prophesied to you filling your head with vain hopes. Mm -hmm. What is a vain hope? That pie in the sky and everything going to be alright? The way you want it to and there's a normal to go back to? That he going to restore what the locusts have eaten? We don't look back. The Bible tells us forgetting what's behind I press what? On I press on Where? To the high calling Where's the high calling? In Christ Jesus Where's our hope? In Christ Jesus But there's a vain hope that the false prophet is teaching you that has you hoping in him and what you say which is the word of faith and then what you believe is that your faith activates your prayers Where does it say that in the Bible? Mm Hmm There is no one-to-one correlation between faith and prayer. You need to have faith and you need to pray. Sometimes your prayers help establish your what? Faith. Because what drives you to pray? The troubles you go through. You see how vain that is? But whose faith is it? He said he gave that faith. (laughs) He said he gave every man a measure of faith. He gave it to you to work with. But then the thing about this, you're not the author and finisher of your faith. He is. Right. So when you tell them all this pie in the sky stuff that's not biblical, you get them hoping in a vain hope that takes them nowhere but to anxiety. Because if I believe that all I got to do is say some kind words and speak over this thing and everything will turn out the way I want. What happens when it don't? Mm-hmm. How do you handle this Prophecy. Where God said, "Don't listen to these wolves and sheep's clothing. Don't listen to these soothsayers. Don't listen to these perver- purveyors of witchcraft and mischief." See, this was happening before chapter twenty-nine. There was a prophet coming in, telling him, "Hey, you know what? I know what Jeremiah said. I know what the Lord said. But the Lord came to me and told me something contrary to what He said." Now think about how devilish that is. That goes all the way back to the garden. Did He really say we're going to go into captivity? Did he really say that you would die? Did he really mean what he said? Oh no, God told me That he didn't mean what he said He gave me something new He gave me a revelation outside of his word That's your problem You listen to people who have revelations Outside the book of prophecy This is the book of prophecy You don't need a prophetic utterance Outside of the word of God But the wolves are howling, brother Sisters, the wolves are howling and some of you are falling for the liar. The lost, influential, affluential, rebellious people. Mm-hmm. They're liars. Mm-hmm. And the truth is not in them. Some of them don't even know they're lying. They just repeat what they passed and told them. Mm-hmm. And haven't looked through scripture, haven't examined it, mm-hmm. haven't did the Berean thing and see what was being said. Does it match up with the principles of God? God said this whole earth is cursed due to Adam. And that Adamic curse has not been lifted yet. Only thing that's been lifted on the Adamic curse is the relationship that has been established through the shedding of blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He said without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. There's no relationship without the blood. How does that match with, oh, just think positive and everything's going to be okay. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. Be like that rubber tree plant. Sing the song. man song, And everything is going to be roses. But what do you say to the person who's losing everything in this? What do you say to the hungry who's not being fed? What do you say to the food banks that used to feed the hungry that are going empty now because they can't get delivered like they used to? What do you say to the person who needed a surgery that can't get it right now? What do you say to the person who who has a loved one in a nursing home and they ain't seen them in almost a year and they're about to die. That candy coated line won't do them any good. But what will do them some good is some salvation, some hope of glory that you give them through the word of God. He told them don't believe in what they're about to say. He said their hope is in vain. I don't want your hope to be in vain, loved ones, I really don't. 29, 23 and 17, they say continually all the time. They say, buy their boxes and listen to the nice words I'm going to say. <clears throat> they say, continually, 2317. They say, continually, for those who despise the word of the Lord. It, now, who are these people? Liars. Who are these people? Those who despise the word of the Lord. So Sister K, you got to understand this. When they're telling you this, they are liars and they despise the word of the Lord. Don't give them no break. Don't back off from them. Confront them and say, "Tell, show me that in the Bible in context. They despise the word of the Lord and those who despise the word of the Lord, they twist the word of the Lord mm-hmm. to fit their own in. I'm going to tell you a secret. They don't want me to tell you. They tell you this because they can't get in front of you. To put the witchcraft on you. Mm. They tell you this because they can't touch you no more. God has given you an option to break away from that stuff. That they can't come sprinkle oil on you. And the, and the oil from the from the dollar store. Talk about his holy oil. Mm. And the water from the tap. Talk about his holy water. Mm. They can't play them games with you. They got to give you the word of God. And the preachers that are having trouble with preaching the word of God to an empty room, maybe, just maybe, you're not a preacher. Mm -hmm. Just maybe, you were doing entertainment and you need the feedback from the audience. I don't need a feedback from you. I need the approval of Almighty God. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: I don't care what you think. This is a hard message, but this is a hard time. Why would I want to give you a soft message in the middle of this hard time? Mm -hmm. They're going to tell you, hey, continually. It's going to be okay. They don't like the word of the Lord. And they say, part B of that verse, it shall be well with you. And to everyone who who supports it, follows them. And it says, it will be well with you. And follow your own heart. What does that sound like, minister? That goes back to judges. Father your own heart Everyone does what is right in their own eyes You speak it from the heart of flesh God says your heart is deceitful desperately wicked God says your heart is wrong He says out of the heart speaks lies But your mind should be renewed to speak the word of God And give people the word of God And not be tricked Then he poses a question to them. And I pose a question to you. Who amongst these false teachers in verse 18? Who amongst these false teachers has stood in the council of the Lord to see and to hear his word? Or who has paid attention to his word and listened? In the full counsel of the Lord Who has read his word Who understands his word So you say pastor Where do I stand in the counsel of God In his word Mm -hmm. That's where you find the counsel of God That he has for you In his word And his word tells you You couldn't listen to these false prophets So you say well pastor If there's vain hope Is there real hope Yes Yes, there's real hope, Mr. K. Brother, I see now there's real hope. There's real hope, you guys. Saints of God, there's real hope. Amen. Amen, amen. You should be thanking God that there's a real hope. That if your ears are tuned in to God and you know the word of God, you're not going to be tricked and fooled. It said that even the elect might be fooled at this time, but you elect, you might be fooled, but you won't be fooled if you stay in his word. You don't measure everything by your emotions and what's in your heart. You measure everything by the word of God. Yes. You don't let your emotions and your feelings and your experiences dictate the word of God to you. You let the word of God dictate and put light on your experience. Go to 1 Peter. I'm almost done. Because you can't take too much of this.
1: You
2: can't take too much of this. Too much of this will, be, will ruin you. Because you you end up saying, well, I want all good things to happen to me. I want to believe the false prophets. Yeah, I, and I get that, and I get that. Somebody read First Peter uh six. I think it's First Peter six. One and six. One and six. Yes, ma'am. Read it out loud. I'll read it. I got it. First Peter one and six says, in this, in what, in your problems, in your struggling. In this you rejoice, though now, keep now for a little while. If necessary, you have been grieved by what? Various trials. So what is he saying? Whatever your trial you go through is necessary. Why is it necessary? If you keep reading, you'll see it's to build your character, to build your endurance, to build your faith. So trials build us. Trials equip us. Trials make us strong. Because only when I go through a trial can I help you through yours. And why can I help you go through yours? Let's look at some more scripture. Let's stay in the scriptures. That's a good place to stay. You know what? (laughs) That's a good place to stay. In the scriptures go to Colossians 1 and 27 and this time Mr. K, I want you to read it, I want you to read it loud 1 and 27 1 and 27 so Stacy gonna read it
1: to them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery which is Christ in you the
2: hope of glory Christ in you the hope of glory the mystery to, in the Gentile nation, in the Gentile believers, to the Jews is, you ain't got to listen to the false prophets. Because if you say, and you a Gentile or a Jew, whosoever come, but in the Gentile nation, the mystery has been fulfilled. Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's not that vain hope in Jeremiah. This is the real hope of life. So that's why when Philippians said we press on to the mark of the high calling because we have the hope of glory living with inside of us. And what you need to do is plug into the Holy Spirit, which is in you, which is the hope of glory. And when you get the hope of glory, all that pie in the sky talk leaves. You just preach scripture to people. You just tell people and explain scripture to them that they might be saved no matter what circumstance they in. Like the Hebrew boys, whether they go in the fire or not, whether Nebuchadnezzar, you put me in or not. Because think about this. Jeremiah is leading up to their captivity by the Babylonians, to which Daniel, with, with with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel gonna to be tortured by Nebuchadnezzar. They're gonna be castrated when they get there. Mm-hmm. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego refused to bow to the false prophets. And Nebuchadnezzar said, I'm gonna put you in the fire. And he just told King, and they were respectful. They, well, they didn't go off. Okay, you ain't gotta go off. Just be respectful and say you know you're the king of this time And God has already told us That we'll be here for 70 years And if you feel If that's what you want to do Lord King Nebuchadnezzar Put us in the fire because you decreed it Put us in the fire But he said I like you guys See the devil don't want you to get in touch with God I like you guys just bow down and it'll be okay Just tell people flowery words And gestures and words of affirmation And it's going to be okay that's what he was telling them. Just, just go along with it, okay? Just, just, just do what everybody else is doing. Hmm. Do what's right in everybody else's eyes in your home. Everybody else is Bible. See when the trouble is see everybody else kneel down. You need to kneel to me too. And they say, "Well, Lord Nebuchadnezzar, King Nebuchadnezzar, I, we can't. What you mean you can't? I taught you everything. You're one of the smartest people here. What you mean you can't? No, it's not that I can't. I won't." Oh. Amen. I won't bow down because you're not Lord. You're the king of this earth. You're the king right now, but you're not Lord. And you're temporary. You're going to die. So he said, off to the fire you go. And they didn't go in there willingly, but they told Nebuchadnezzar one thing before they left. They said, whether we live or die, I believe in God. And our God will deliver us. But if he doesn't, he's still God. See, that's what we got to get people to the mindset, people, that in their circumstances, they can get to know God. But God is not necessarily going to deliver them from their circumstances the way they want. Because God might deliver you into his arms in heaven. Ain't that where you want to go? Mm-hmm. Isn't that the place you want to end up? So God may take a saint who trusts God and he may call them home. Is that a bad thing to happen to them? Or is you don't want it to happen to them because you're so used to them being here? See that's, doing with de- See that's a false narrative That's vain hope We all had the glory of those who must believe We don't know when we're going to go We don't know if this next Corona 21 is going to be the method By which we go We haven't even got vaccine yet On 19 and they say there's a 21 already We don't know if there's going to be a 21 A 23, a 25 We don't know if the vaccine will ever catch up to what God is trying to do but one mm-hmm. thing we do know yeah. is God is trying to turn us back to him. And for those who don't know him, turn him to him. Yes. So they go into this fire. So what happens when they go into the fire? Mm-hmm. Nebuchadnezzar looks up and says, I put in 3-9-C-4. Mm-hmm. See, God is in the fire with you. Yeah. And God solemnly decides, not because they said that because he wanted to. He wanted to show Nebuchadnezzar something. Because signs and wonders and miracles are for the unbeliever. That's what the Bible says. Why are you looking for signs and wonders and you and you're supposed to be a believer? All you need is the word of God. So Nebuchadnezzar, say, I, I, I see one in there that look like an, an angel. Bright and brilliant, brighter than the fire. And they came out. <laughs> and they say they didn't even seem like they didn't, it was their their clothes were still attached. Everything was they didn't even smell a smoke. <laughs> Don't even smell like they've been to a barbecue. But God brought them out but what about Peter Paul what about John the Baptist what do you tell John the Baptist when John the Baptist began to question whether Jesus was the Messiah based upon his circumstance can you imagine being called to bring in Christ and you knew this from birth your job was to witness and be the first witness of Christ and he finally came and you didn't know it was Jesus for real you, you, you didn't know it until you saw the dove and that was a sign that was gonna say, This is him. That's why he said, There was one among you, I don't know. What he means was God was letting him know in a few moments you're gonna see who I was talking about by using the moon, unconscious. You're gonna see the consciousness, you to see it come to manifestation, and he did. He saw the dove descend upon Jesus and it remained, and he knew he was the Messiah. Now he preached a good word. So how did he end up in jail? Because the world don't want truth. How did he, all he had to do was leave Herod alone let Herod continue to fornicate let Herod continue to commit adultery don't say anything he could have just stayed out of the wilderness and mind his business but he was on a mission because the bigger mission was this even though you may be chosen by God from the foundation of the earth in your mother's womb it doesn't negate the fact that God may use you and you still may die at the hands of men so as he was sat in the prison waiting to be beheaded his disciples came to him and asked him one question He said go back And ask Jesus are you the one Why would you say that hmm. You just witnessed what God told you Witnessed to let you know You can witness a thing by God but your flesh can take over and you can nullify the witness hmm. mm-hmm. God spoke, to him, spoke to him and told him He was filled with the Holy Spirit But when you go through circumstances sister Curl when you have your incidents and your accidents of life yeah. Sometimes you weigh into that more when you weigh into what God said Yes yeah. yeah. And what did Jesus tell him? Jesus didn't tell him, oh, I'll be here in a minute. I'll get you out. Oh, you know, I'll do some miracle and make the walls of Jericho fall down. I'll make the bars melt away. He said, don't tell John this. The lame walk, the blind see, and the hearing, the deaf restore their hearing. That ain't what he wanted to hear. But guess what? That let him know that the God that he served so well, that even Jesus said he was the greatest among women who were born, a woman, still had a circumstance that called into question his faith. And then Jesus told him, you can't domesticate me to your circumstance. I'm glorified by your suffering. How many preachers tell you that? That there's glory in the suffering that Christ put you through. He said he was raised with him, he was buried with him, and he will suffer like him. He told Paul how much he would suffer for the sake of Christ. So I'm asking all of those who are listening to these false prophets that are telling you a lie, come out from among them. They're giving you vain hope. If you're not saved, you don't have the hope of glory inside of you. But if you say you have it, you just got to believe into it in spite of your circumstance. In spite of what we go through, I trust God. I trust God today. I trust God tomorrow. Not to do what I want, but to have his will for my life. And his will for my life, and your life as a disciple, is preach the gospel to all nations. To anybody that will listen to you. Get them saved, and God will take care of the rest. I can't tell you that you're going to have a job tomorrow. I can't tell you your car's going to be out front when you go outside. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you that you're going to have lunch tomorrow or dinner or that you're going to even have a breath tomorrow to take. But what I will tell you, if you don't do it now while grace is available to you, you you're on the verge of going to hell, Mm -hmm. waiting for your stuff to be normal, and the only normal thing that's going to happen to you is that you're going to die. There's a couple things that's guaranteed. We say taxes and death. But there's also change. You can change and come to God and believe upon him as the scripture has said. Or you can relieve the liars, the lost, influential, affluential, affluent, rebellious people who are doing well right now but take it away from them, Lord, and see what they do. They don't care about the sick, the hurting, the dying. They believe because they've made it, God is pleased with them. And what's happening is, we know from the Israelites, when God gives you too much prosperity, you're being set up for a fall. And you don't even know it. Because you have more faith in your words and not God's words. You have more faith in twisting the word of God to fit your opulence, to fit your loss, to fit your affluence, to to fit your influence and your rebellion. Because you don't want to hear it from God. But let me tell you something. People, the unsaved, you need to come to God while you can. Because yeah. your next breath is not promised. Your next breath is not promised. Jesus came to die for you, to take your place on the cross, to take your place that you might have a right relationship with God. Not through the works of the flesh, but through the finished work, the vicarious work of Jesus Christ. We don't have a righteousness of it to our own. We don't do what is right in our own eyes because that assumes that we are righteous. We do what's right by the word of God. We live by every word that proceedeth out of what? The mouth of God. So Lord, I thank you today. I thank you. Let's pray. Oh, gracious Heavenly Father, I just thank you today. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your people. Continue to bless us and keep us. And always remember this. We are going to be encouraged, be blessed, and be at peace and remember to walk the truth of the word of God.
0: If you do not have a place of worship, please consider Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Church your home. We are safe place to worship, supporting the edification of the body with all of its gifts. Sound biblical teaching is at the center of our worship as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Sharing the fruit of the Spirit and moving forward in faith through serving our community is our privilege and pleasure. Please feel free to contact the ministry at 636 344 0539 or email us at witmin@yahoo.com Thank you for your consideration. Be blessed, encouraged and walk in the truth of the Lord. We worship at the Universal Church of Jesus Christ building located at 2301 Wallace Avenue, Overland, Missouri 63114. The times of worship are 8:30 a.m. on Sunday and 7 p.m. on Tuesday. You may also join us on Facebook at the Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship page or the Walk in Truth Radio Network YouTube page. All are welcome and we look forward to teaching you the truth about God, teaching you to be committed, accountable, and responsible to the things of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit.